everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I'm your host, your purveyor of all things dorky within the scope of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Grump. I keep doing the, the Matt Maynard uh, sports entertainment thing. Hey, good to see you. Glad to have you. Happy November. We're almost done 2022. That's wild to think about. Wild to think about. We have eight weeks left in 2022. Uh, uh, yeah, eight weeks because I have six more episodes to record. Anyways, uh, episode 71, we're talking about Kerwin White, myself, CJ, and Kista. It's a fun episode. Kerwin White's a weird, funky gimmick. It definitely pushes the limit of what I'm comfortable joking about, talking about, making an entire episode about in terms of like characters that push an envelope in, in a certain direction. But uh, I think we did a good job. It's definitely, uh, like, the, the whole gimmick is that Chavo Guerrero denounces his entire heritage, his family history, his, his ethnicity. He says, I'm going to be a white person now. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a weird time. <laughs> it was certainly a weird time. Uh, I, I don't really have too much to, like, talk about pro wrestling. I mean, pro wrestling's great. Doing, it, it's fun. I love watching pro wrestling. A lot of good stuff people working together i mean we got uh, shinsuke is gonna wrestle with great muda that's wild to think about a wwe contracted wwe wrestler doing a high profile match like that's a very like great muda retiring is a very high profile th- event and for wwe to have a contracted worker with the like the notoriety of shinsuke nakamura to be you know wrestling for some other company and whatnot it's just very cool to see uh aw's got a lot of good stuff going on the full gear the the build of full gear is is kind of weird it's it's certainly an interesting decision a lot of this uh you know mjf is a face but not a face or isn't but is and you know the firm is is not listening to mjf but they are, and then, and then the, the the acclaimed and Swerve in our glory storyline. Swerve's going and becoming a weird serial killer esque. Uh, you know, he kidnaps. He kidnapped. I wouldn't say serial killer, but he's definitely torturing. He tortured uh, uh, Billy Gunn, and uh, definitely playing towards a heat more heel character, which I I do enjoy. It's weird. It's an it's interesting direction, but I do enjoy it. I, I want to get that very clear i do enjoy it a lot of a lot of fun stuff um it just feels in a in a weird the elite may be coming back uh, adam cole's teaming up with the with the kingdom and yeah it's just it's just a weird it's an interesting time interesting time for aw to see i'm 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 hoping i i, I reached out uh to the wrestling music pro wrestling musings they uh were looking for a writer and I want to dip my hat in the pen ink. Um, dip my pen. I want to, you know, I, I, I enjoyed writing when I was a lot younger, uh, like blog posts and whatnot. And I want to, you know, get back to that a little bit. Um, see how that works. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's November. I should say here. Hey, first episode going on the Patreon for No Cost November. First uh, main feed episode in November. It's no cost November. Now, what that is, all the content that 
that normally is on the Patreon is going to be absolutely available to the public free of cost. So it's no cost to you. Now, if you are a patron or somebody who financially supports me and you're wondering what what's going on, what, like where does my, like, you know, like what I'm supporting you, Grum, where, what, what do I get out of it? Well, you're still going to get the episodes early. That's going to still stay behind the paywall. You're going to get uh, the speaking permissions during streams. That's going to still be behind the paywall only because it's just a little, it's a little easier to, 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 it's a little easier to, 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 to do or stuff. I don't, it's, it gives you something, but also the rest of it though, the watch alongs, I'm doing two episodes, uh, two, two watch alongs for, uh, the elite of the elite tier where you've got some, we got some YouTube content coming out, some other stuff. All that will be ex- like just out there for the public to consume. It's really cool. It's really good. But the money that I make this month from content, be it from Patreon or Twitch or whatever, I'm going to be giving it away. I'm going to, it's, it's a, I almost called it nonprofit November because I'm not profiting from it and it's going to a nonprofit. But I would, I, I wanted the idea of no cost being like, Hey, this, all this stuff is of no cost that it's normally is. So what we've got going on is at the end of the month, I am taking all the money I make from Patreon, from, from uh, Twitch, all my content related revenue, and I'll be giving it to the Philadelphia black giving circle. You can find out more about them at phillyblackgiving.org. But it is a group put together in 2020 with the express mission and focus of making sure that black-led nonprofits in the greater Philadelphia area get the resources to do what they are designed to do. There's a study that came out shortly before they were a group, but this group was thinking about becoming, you know, the Philadelphia Black Giving Circle was thinking about becoming a thing and then a you know a, a report comes out that confirms it and really puts it together but black-led nonprofits do not get the type of of support and financial resources that white-led nonprofits tend to get it is not a slight towards white-led nonprofits it is a more of a hey like there is an issue. These there are people who are a part of a group coming from and dealing with this stuff, and they know and they want to help, and they and they and they want to address some things and make it easier for others. And they're just not getting the money that they their counterparts are getting. Which, uh, is how their counterparts are getting. And there's nothing to say that there isn't an ability to get that money. The money is flowing for nonprofits and many people are getting help and that's great black giving circle the philadelphia black giving circle is about helping the nonprofits in the area help the people in the area especially now it's it's november the holidays are coming around we have thanksgiving we've got december it's going to get cold on top of that a lot of a lot of organizations that help people especially around this time when things get tougher to, to decide hey do i get my kid a gift for this holiday or do i feed them for this holiday or do i feed them for this week you know and that's the decision that they have to make a lot of a lot of people especially all you know mutual aids uh food banks 
places that help people struggling this t- around this time. It is uh, a, a cause that speaks to me, and I want to help. I love Philadelphia. I know people who are negatively affected by shit that goes on by the decision makers in Philadelphia, and I want to help in how I can help. So, no cost November. All the money we make uh, that we by I see I mean me <laughs> make from my content will be going towards the Black, Philadelphia Black Giving Circle. Go to phillyblackgiving.org if you would like to contribute directly to them. Learn more about them. I, I highly suggest it. Thank you uh, for doing so. If you just go check them out or tell people about them, that's great. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you. Now, myself, CJ, Easton, we're going to go have ourselves a fun episode here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. <laughs> We're here on the dark side of the ring. No cold open because my computer decided to take a poop on the last 20 minutes of what the recording we just did. We're here on the dark side of the ring. We got the good pals. CJ, how you doing, pal? Uh, you know me, Grum. Always happy to be here, man. Glad to be back on the podcast. Good to, good to see you. Look, I like that you repeated the exact intro so we could hit the same beats of like... Yeah. Of, <laughs> of doing the, of, like, I was like, I, I kind of want to do the bit, but I don't know if the energy is going to be there as much. Like, you know, but hey, I can appreciate I appreciate the effort there. Well, on the other side of the digital table, we got Suds himself. We got Kista. How you doing, bud? <laughs> yeah, Suds up. Uh, but on the on the man doing, doing a little bit better today, but excited to be back. Thanks for having me, Grum. Good to good to have the two of you back. Uh, you know, this is it. Just feels like I had just talked to you guys, introducing you, as if it was twenty minutes ago. Yeah, no, it's, I. <laughs> it's the first time that's. I think that's the first time. I've had it happen like right before a recording, right after a recording, and like it gets you know where it's like, whew, all right, cool. First time in the middle, immediately after I asked CJ about uh, CJ's res- you know pro wrestling experience or. Ex- you know, experiences with pro wrestling. Now, because CJ, I don't, to my knowledge, you've never stepped into the ring, right? You, you don't have. Oh that. no, no, no. <laughs> I got bad feet, though. I can't be doing all that. Got, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, I just want. I sometimes I ask it, and I ask, it like, it's like, man, I hope they don't think I'm asking them if they're actually a pro wrestler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which it, I've, uh, I've, I've finally had my first ever like actual recognized wrestling champion on the other day. My friend, um, so <laughs> my friend uh, was one of the first like million subscribers to DDT's um, YouTube channel. DDT is a promotion out in Japan. They are very, very fun loving. They have a title called the Heavy Metal Weight Iron Man Championship, and basically it's a, it's a twenty. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of like the old. Uh, hardcore 24-7 rules, current 24-7 championship rules where, like, it can be defended by anybody at any time. And, a, and like, men, women, sex dolls, little girls, YouTube, like, YouTube subscribers have been... So, my friend is technically recognized as a one-time DDT uh, heavy metal, heavy metal weight uh, Iron Man champion. And I was like, well, that's it. You're the first ever champion. And if I get an actual wrestler, I'm going to be like, look, like you're the first actual wrestler, but you're not the first champion. And then I have to explain, which will be a fun, especially if they like think that's lame or something. I'll be like, damn, like you would think it's that lame? Like, geez, it's just fun. But, uh, 
But yeah, so that's so. But they 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 have they've never been in the wrestling ring, so <laughs> so it, the, the streak still continues. I can still ask somebody that legitimately about their actual pro wrestling streak or experience. I should say. Speaking of Kista, uh, I know I just asked you this not even ten minutes ago, but what is your experience with pro wrestling and sports entertainment? Yeah, so I. Uh... Like I mentioned before, probably started watching like consistently early 2000s and then stopped when I got to like middle school, high school. So I can't even recall what like the last thing I saw was. Uh, it might have been however long ago. I'm trying to think. Maybe when Undertaker like lost his WrestleMania streak, whatever year that was, was probably like the last big moment in wrestling that I was like aware of actively happening. Um so, like I mentioned before, now I just every so often will turn on the uh, WWE YouTube channel and watch some of their like compilations and highlight reels and stuff to see stuff that I remembered before or like randomly click on a video of something that happened recently to just see what the difference is. But um, I, it's something I do kind of want to follow a bit more. I just kind of get it's one of those things where I've been gone for so long. I don't even know where, like, where, where to begin or what to even know about. That is interesting because that's that's kind of like the uh, we were talking about it the first time. Uh, the kind of content, the lane I think my content needs to be in is like the people like you who are like, you know, hey, I used to like wrestling, you know, I used to follow wrestling. I have the time now to like kind of get into it and follow it a little bit more, but I don't know where to start because there's I there's no like clear starting point like. You know, you can't just be like turn on the turn on the show and be like, "Oh, I know exactly who all these people are." You're like, "Wait a second, I know who Roman Reigns is, but who's this guy in the ring with him? Or who's that? Who you know?" And then the further out from the last time you followed wrestling, like if you remember, that would have been what eight years ago now uh, that Taker lost his streak. Um, <clears throat> no, yeah, a little bit more, almost nine, because that happened at thirty. This next coming one's thirty nine in L. A. So, yeah, nine years. Wow. Um, but you, uh, like, you, there's maybe, like, three, four people who, like, were wrestling at WrestleMania that are wrestling for WWE right now, and they're all the, and two of them are Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, and, like, everybody, <laughs> like, and those were guys who, like, ten years ago were young, up-and-coming guys, and now they're in that, like, top of the, you know, top of the card position, but no one else... I'm trying to remember if there's anybody else. Uh, like the rumors, Bray Wyatt's coming back, so maybe that you know that's another one. The Usos, I don't think they wrestled at WrestleMania, but they're they're still active. Like Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston, um, like there's like four or five people. Like, but everybody else, you're like, uh, who's this guy? Which sometimes it pays off because you're like, oh wait, who who is she? She's great. She's incredible. Like, I want to know who she. Which I feel like that's Bianca Belair for ninety nine percent of the time. Anytime I show like a video or anything of Bianca in the court, everyone's like, "Who is that? Who is that queen? Excuse and me." For good reason. For, good for reason. great reason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she and then you know, and then every time Jim Jam immediately, I know Montez can fight, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I know he's a, I know he's a vet, but I know he can fight, but I do not care. I will give my, give it my all. <laughs> It's like I understand, yes, I, 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 um, but you know, then there's sometimes like, who is this person? They stink out loud, and you're like, well, here's why they stink out loud. 
you know, where it's, you know, similar to like how we do with basketball, where you're like, wait a second, I thought that person was good. And you're like, well, you know, they got knee problems. They're on their seventh coach in five years. Uh, their organization sucks, you know, like they finally got, you know, or in like Lonzo Ball's case, they finally get to a good situation and then their body gives out and you're just like, ah, oh, man, that's so unfortunate. But uh, yeah, like I, I, that's where I want like the kind of get my content where like, all right, where can I create a starting point for people who want to get into wrestling and like, Hey, here's who, here are who these people are. And here's all you need to know about them. So that if you go and watch the show, you're good. Um, because while the WWE's like YouTubers really good at that, like really good at showing off, Hey, here's this person. Here's a, you know, highlights of them. And here's what they're doing now. You, you still have to, like, comb through some of the stuff to be like, okay, why are they jumping out of somebody's wedding cake? Like, I, I still don't understand why they do that. Like, you know? Like, it's a one-off or, like, why why are they butt-naked in a bed with another person? Like, I'm confused. I, don't, I still don't understand that. And you're like, well, this goes way back, you know? But, but yeah. Yeah, so good, good experience. You know, solid experience, solid base. That's good, CJ. What about you? Uh, now I get to, now because I didn't get to hear the last time. I know I know Keista did, uh, but your experience with pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Ooh, for me, I would say I'm about a level below a casual watcher. Okay. Um, not too big of a background with wrestling myself. I used to watch it a little bit when I was like younger, younger, but, and then I took like a 14 year hiatus, and now since joining back in this Discord community, I. A little bit more knowledgeable with the names, like yeah, I can see like, oh yeah, that's Seth Rollins. That's uh yeah, that's Bianca Belair. And then for some reason I know who Paul Heyman is. I'm like <laughs> That's because of the dick eating, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Strange fellow. So, yeah, I'm kinda getting <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of getting back into the groove of things a little bit. The yeah. aud- every time uh, any photo or anything of Paul Heyman just appreciating Roman hits the court. It, it, CJ's like, man, the dick eating is insane. And it's like... <laughs> because it's that the- was my introduction to him. And I was like, <laughs> wait, why is this grown-ass man on his knees right now? <laughs> <laughs> why is he groveling? Why, what is going on yeah. here? This man... <laughs> this like- man... <laughs> This man is dressed like the 2012 Redeem team. Why does he have a man yeah. at his knees oh like this? <laughs> nah, I'm telling you right now. The fact that, like, Roman's like, yeah, no, my entire attire is just sweatsuits and t-shirts. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's great. Good. Yes. Yeah, like, comfortable clothes. And I'm like, that's the kind of champion I want to be. Where I'm just like, dude, I'm the champ. I can dress how I want to dress. Yeah. I'm going to wear my own merch that people are going to buy. Should. And then I'm going to wear sweats. Where we take my logo and we put it on the night over top the Nike logo to avoid any any issues. And then <laughs> smart, also, smart. And then also we we're gonna wear some incredible Jordans and uh, sneakerheads are gonna look into it and be like, wait a second, there's a reason why he's wearing these. Like people have done deep dives into the shoes into the into the Jordans that um, he's worn and like found that he's like, whoa, he's wearing like the these Jordans that he wore when he when Jordan came back from retirement and he, and he just came, Oh man, that's his MVP season. You know, those are the shoes that he won his first MVP. And I was like, like, man, like there's some thought put into literally every aspect of his presentation. And I can appreciate that. 
and I know really other cunts. Yeah. It's like, God damn, like I, cause I'm not a sneakerhead at all. Like every morning when Max is like, all right, everybody, I need, I need, I need people to go in on shoes. And I'm just like, I'm just like, y'all go ahead. Like I could do it. I sure as hell could do it, but I'm afraid if I start doing it, I will start to hyper fixate. Be like, wait a second. Hold on. Maybe I can maybe, oh, okay. This is a good way to flip some shoes. All right. Like, sorry, Max, (laughs) I'm winning these shoes for me. I'm but yeah, it, no. it is certainly a business. It absolutely yeah. yeah, not not a good one either. But what is a good business? Uh, I was gonna joke and say the wrestling business, but not. <laughs> I can't I can't say that with a straight face when like multiple people have been uh, multiple wrestlers have been like murderers. That's definitely not good. Yeah, that's, good. that's just a tip of the iceberg. Uh, but yeah, so uh, okay, so below casual, uh, but mm-hmm. recognized. You know, recognize himself, which is good. Which is good. I, I, I like having all 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 bases covered. Uh, the less I always say, the less experience you have with pro wrestling, the better, because it's like, oh, so that's what pro wrestling is like nowadays. Okay, or like, yeah. oh, that's that's interesting. Um, like I I think uh, the one, <laughs> wildest episode is I had PDR on and. Uh, PDR's like, yeah, I, I, you know, this is that, but I, you know, not really. I said, like, okay, cool. I'm going to show you Triple H pretending to be Kane and then simulating necrophilia to make fun of Kane. And PDR's like, what the fuck did we just watch? I'm like, yeah, I, you know what? Badge up, hand up. I, that was, that was a little rough. Yeah, I didn't, didn't remember it being that rough. <laughs> you know, because I'll record, I'll record things and I'll just be like, all right, all right, I'll, you know, oh, is it done? Cool, all right. And then when I go and like cut it down so that I can just it's just what I need to watch, um, I'm like I just go to like the the points like okay this is when the match starts this is when it ends I'm like okay, and I was like wow that was a lot longer simulated necrophilia than I thought um hmm that got uncomfortable huh and that aired on television children watched it in 2003 not 1980. <laughs> 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 Like oh, recent you know with while I was alive, I'm like I remember it happened. I just didn't remember it happened like this. Ooh. Big screen, big screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a couple of years before HD. HD. It was still standard def, but it was a clean standard def. All right, you know there were 16 colors in the palettes, not eight. All right. Whew. Wow. Church mothers were up in arms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's all. There's a there's a there's a wrestler now by the name of. Um, uh MJF Maxwell Jacob Freeman and he mm-hmm. he is calling himself the devil like oh you know the greatest trick the devil p- played was you know making people believe he didn't believe all that stuff he returned after a long hiatus to sympathy for the devil uh as his mm-hmm. theme song for a little bit so he's playing into all this stuff you know and there, his shirt you know he wears Burberry scarf for heel heat and whatnot and his shirts like I worship the devil. The devil is in the Burberry like you know color scheme, and uh, mm-hmm. people are like, "This is sickening." Uh, yet again, pro wrestling is going at attacking the core values of American families out here openly worshiping the devil. Blah 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 blah. And like, it's not that deep, man. It's just a t-shirt. <laughs> it's it, he's not at him. And it's, the thing is, is like. You know, the other thing is, like, because he, uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, is Jewish, people also then threw some anti-Semitism into it. it was like, if a Christ- if a Catholic person did this and they called themselves Hitler, that would be, that would be, ju- that would be uh, bad. But because a Jewish, yo. and it's like, 
what is going on? <laughs> like, what is going go on? With that verse? Like, you know, and like, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, yo, like, uh, un people have always been this unhinged, but man, the internet was a mistake because we have just given those unhinged people the ability to find their own kind. And I'm just like, no, oh, yeah. no, you know, like I, as funny as it is that like, what is this? Is it Nick Adams? The guy who's like the conservative, like the fantasy football for conservative Americans. Oh, the dick eater. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> he ranked Kirk cousins. Number one or number two behind Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he, he's still trying to get Tebow a job. man. It's crazy. <laughs> what was it that he, was he talking about Kyrie for something? Like he was talking about how Kyrie's the greatest point guard because He's willing to take a <laughs> willing to take a stand. There's something, and I'm like, wait, yes, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm oh no, <laughs> it's like, oh no, like that's the thing with Kyrie. Like, again, I don't want to keep bringing this up around Keista because it's just you know, it, I'll gladly oh, I bring it up. Take, I am I <laughs> take it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll gladly bring it up without Keista around here. But uh, you know, it's just I don't like digging the digging the salt into the wound. Uh, you know, you know, I got no problem grinding it in on top of it. But like actually, <laughs> but like the like Ky like I had this discussion in another Discord with people who are not super sports fans, and like. You know, they were like, hey, they were asking me, hey, who's this Kyrie Irving? And, like, one of his tweets, that, you know, was talking about uh, the vaccine uh, where he was like, oh, it's not fair. And where he was like, oh, like, he's really close. He's almost got it. And damn it, Kyrie, you, you almost had it. You almost had that the issue isn't you, you think the issue is the, the vaccination policy, not, you know, the wage gap, you know, not the, you know, below living minimum wage. But it's the fact that these like. Oh man, you almost had it. And they were like, "Well, what's his deal?" I'm like, "Well, he's like a a smart guy who's also very dumb. Like he's almost there. He's the kind of smart guy that's dangerous because there are people out there who will see that he's smart and vaguely agree with his point and then go, "Oh, he's one of the good ones." And it's like yeah. it's like, "Damn, like I know that like that that fucking like first off, like Kyrie is is dumb and he does say some things that are pretty dangerous to just openly opine without you know uh without further context especially you know on the bird app but like also there's a there's a there's 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 a couple levels below the kind of per like Kyrie just doesn't show up to work and he says some stuff that's like man you understand a little bit but you're just going off too much but and then there's a lot of people below him that are just worse off but they think they're just as, you know, that he's like, no, no, well, we got Kyrie on our side. And I know he's looking at them like, no, shut the, f no, definitely don't. You definitely don't he, have me on your side. He did not do the reading. Man. No. He, he did not do the reading. No. His and then like, not no, no, unfortunate. And then like, that's somebody's, uh, that's somebody's point guard. Um, well, it's I just guess one more season, bro. That's one of somebody's point guard. The other one, uh, you know, he blocked uh, David Duke. He, not not that David Duke. And he had... And he, had, <laughs> and he figured no, that... Not, yeah, not that David Duke. <laughs> and he was like, no, that, that was a point of pride for him. He was like, yeah, I didn't know my back would let me block anybody. And I went out there and blocked David Duke. And it's like... All right. Like, you went from, you know... Being, you're, you're a borderline defensive player of the year when healthy. Like you should be able to block David Duke. Like, uh, 
you know, let's say you locked up, like, say you locked up Patty Mills or something. Like, give me, give me, give me some. You guys have been on the league for a year. Uh, come on. Come on. Also, uh, again, the fact that he wants to take back the name David Duke, I, I don't know if you can. <laughs> Would you want it? <laughs> yeah, like the best case scenario is that you people are like, oh, David Duke, are you talking about the basketball player or the KKK leader? Like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take back David Duke by making people add an additional sentence every time they hear the name. <laughs> David Duke, the basketball player. Like, Listen, man, every time he had a substitute take a role, they were just sweating up a storm. Like, uh. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. I bet there's, I bet a lot of substitutes were like, I don't know. Yeah, David Duke. And I know there were people in his class that, like, once they found that out, they're like, yo. Yo, that, that's crazy. <laughs> I, like, man, I know for a fact David Duke had some white classmates that called him Grand Wizard. That was their nickname. <laughs> I know it for a fact. I know it for a fact because they'd be like, no, I can't hey, say. No. I, you know, they're like, hey, cool. David's cool with me. Yeah, I'm going to start calling him Grand Wizard. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? No. Okay, bro, bro. Only we know, though. No, everyone knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, it, that, if, if it's, eh, boy. Like, my, my dumb wrestling brain is like, man, that's good. Like, if, if David Duke was good. Just embrace it and just call yourself the Grand Wizard of Basketball, whoo! But then my but my regular brain is like, that's a bad idea, and I'm like, you're right, yeah, it's, it's a terrible idea. But also, he can never t-shirts. Listen, man, he can never get traded to Washington. <laughs> no, <laughs> Oh my God, the amount of like fumbling over their own feet. You know, commentators and announcers would do. It's bad enough that they're like, yeah, like this guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who was it that the uh, Wizards announcer was like? Oh yeah, like his dad was a, uh, you know, murdered or something like that. Oh, it was a junior. God. I forget. Who, I remember who that was. Oh, I remember when that happened, but I can't remember the player. That yeah, was awful. They were like, yeah, you know, like oh, you know, his father who was murdered, and like <laughs> he's like, uh, no, no, my dad's alive. Like what the fuck? And they're like, oh, I thought he was related to. I thought he was this this guy's son. It's like, no, just like, do you not do any research? Uh, and then, no, probably not. No, no, it's just like Jesus. Like I'm just, I, boy. We're, the OKC announcer who said Russ broke his playoff is cotton picking mine. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh my god, like it's just not. Like I'm very boy. Like there, it is. Absolutely horrible that like people are like yeah no like oh that's that that like who was it ESPN ESPN did, like used a Chinese slur when talking about Jeremy oh, Lin oh, oh yeah. yeah that was that was fucking right terrible, man. and I'm like this like it makes it makes sense to me like it makes sense to me when somebody live says something in like in poor taste and and fucking just out of their mind but right. then for. But for a headline to read and have about a Chinese American Chinese player and like yeah. having a Chinese slur in it, it's like no one thought to be like, "Hey, wait a second here!" Like Who's after the they fucking editor, yeah. After they spent basically like the better part of the last two weeks talking about how important this was for like Asian American representation yeah. in the sport, and then that's like the first kind of bad game he has after. 
I can't remember if that was after Lynn Sandy. They might have like right after it, it tailed off. And that's like the headline they ran with. It was like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> like, like, you can't. Like, that's that's right hand not knowing what the left hand's doing. That's the, the index <laughs> finger not knowing what the middle finger is doing. Like, what is, like, come on. Like, like what are we doing here? You, 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 you rightfully held this guy up. He's a, a great story to talk about. Like, he's a, he's a common, there's an interest in him. He plays for New York. He was, at, at worst, the second best player during that time on that team. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Carmelo was there, and he was like, people were like, wait a second, Carmelo, you know, Carmelo, Tyson Chandler, Jeremy Lin, that's it, championship, baby, like, J.R. Smith, <laughs> J.R. Smith, <laughs> like, and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, oh my, like, that is re- insane, and there used to be a place in Philly, it's a cheesesteak place, it's called Joe's now, but it used to be called that's, that, that slur, no! not a, not at all. No one involved. No one. They're like, oh, like that was a childhood nickname. And I'm like, well, I wonder where that childhood nickname come from. And then <laughs> you go, from, yeah, right. And you look at the photo of the guy and you're like, oh, I know exactly where the where that nickname came from, because this guy had fat cheeks that made his eyes resemble an Asian Asian person's eyes. And it's like, it's like, Jesus, like what? No, it's not a hateful thing, but you got called that. Because you look like, what are we doing here? Just call your place Joe's. I'd rather have yeah, my actual yeah. name. Like, I'd rather have, I'd actually have my actual name on something that I own, a point of pride, than have a nickname. Like, you know, like, all right, maybe Another big. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just, it's absolutely wild. And then, like, I, on the topic of Jerry Lynn, like, I still, it's still, uh, Arian Foster saying he can give. Pick, he said he could give you know Jeremy Lin the business, uh, unprovoked. Don't, does not see does not sit right with me. Like I, I know you're you're also a former athlete, but like, you know, we know why we know why you picked that basketball player in particular. You, you didn't want you didn't want to pick the white guy because it was too easy. You're like, oh, I I give T J McConnell <laughs> the business, like, you know. Get Tyler here out of my face, man. Yeah, it's like meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, T.J. McConnell locking Arian Foster's ass up. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, God damn, this guy's good. This is my boy good. You all right, white boy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> T.J. McConnell locking up Arian Foster. It's like, all right, talk. Also, man, Arian Foster also a weird dude. Not like he, he a weird dude. He 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 be he be talking about weird stuff. Well, he's on the, uh, isn't he on the Barstool thing now? Micro oh, yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. When they talk about conspiracies and stuff. Yeah, uh, is that show where they just get, they just macro dose, they just dose and then. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, we need to, we need to have a, a conversation about how <laughs> many, uh, many podcasts are just fronts for people to basically engage in substance abuse. Uh, it's just like, oh, we're just going to get really high and then uh, talk about a random thing. Or we're just going to get, like, absolutely shit-faced drunk to talk about a thing. It's like, just drink with one another and have a video call. <laughs> put the, put <laughs> the mics away, please. Yo, please. The mic- yeah. 
Yeah, Joe Biden. You take while while you're taking take away, the mo- take the mics too. Take the mics, all right. Yes, please get them out of my. Well, community. take the funding. Hey, take <laughs> ta- if you take the funding that you want to give to the police, Joe Biden. Take it from the microphone manufacturer. I have my microphones. I'm good. Yeah. I'm covered for the next couple years. We're, we're I- replacing the war on crime <laughs> with the war on mics. <laughs> Bro, I saw, I saw like. This week was a bad week. I was seeing a lot of a lot of uh, women's eat salad ass real life people <laughs> conversations. I, like, boy, I saw. I'm like, are they intentional? Like, I was watching. I'm like, are they intentionally trying to do like a real life parody of this? Because the guys oh. like the, the women are like confronting him about how like he doesn't like you know like women. Like and they're like, oh, men. There, there are men who like objectively hate women, but love having sex with them. And then he's like, yeah. What, what can a woman do for me other than provide a vagina? And I'm like, there's no way this man said this with a straight face. And they were like, yeah, we're going to run this for our content. What a just setting up, Look, oh, boy. Hey, I'm of a mind that anytime rent is due, people just get really busy. <laughs> So like from the twenty eighth to the fifth, it's gonna be nasty. I don't know what to tell you, man. I think those engagement uh, and opportunities start popping up. I'm like, it, it is funny because you're just like you think about it. Like, I always think with every sort of uh, great controversy or movement, there's always a part where clearly it becomes a time where people understand that talking about certain things will get them engagement and make them money. So then it's playing the game of, like, who is actually believing this versus who is doing it? Because, like CJ said, the rent is due and they know they can get a check. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, at a certain point, you're like, okay, not all of these people can just believe that, like, all men should just eat red meat and uh, sit in a dark room all day. Like, (laughs) there's no way. (laughs) Maybe they do. I don't know. Like... What, wait, all right, so take us through a, a typical alpha male's day. Well, I wake up at 3 in the morning to pitch dark, and I sit there for three hours. Doing what? Nothing. I'm just awake so I can prepare myself for the miserables of the day. <laughs> Go to sleep. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Are you being productive for yourself or society? No? Go the fuck to sleep. I, like, no, you're right. There are people who are like, and, I, you know, as a content creator, I think like that sometimes. I'm like, ooh. Let me get some takes off about this. Hey, you know, let me let me do that. And it's just like, man, what is that? What is that benefiting? Because I'm I'm not making enough money. I'm not making any money to do that. But like, uh, you know, this person surely isn't, and they're making a fool of themselves. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I won't be over here. No, I'm good. Because like, <laughs> it, you have to be completely committed to having your morals be for sale. Because the you just if you go if you're always going where the the counter of where everybody else is going, uh, you're just gonna keep moving. You know, like oh, mate, like uh, the thing that like me and my friends will bring up, like oh, like what happens if like you know eating eating animals, it, you know, be eating meat is like cancelable. I'm like I'm gonna get canceled. Like I'm not gonna say like you know I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh no I'm not. I, I'm gonna get canceled for eating fried chicken. Like I, I, that shit's delicious. I'll I, yeah. like it's worth getting canceled to me. It's food. Like <laughs> oh no, like it's inhumane. I don't care. I'm not an animal. Like I, it's they're 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 inhumane. It's not a human. Like yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah. 
But there are people who are, like, always trying to either stay with everything, and it's like, stick to where you actually stay, and then, like, go with. Like, there's objective morality, which is like, hey, you know, like, Black Lives Matter, trans, trans, uh, trans rights are human rights, you know, uh, just a lo- basically anything anti-bigotry, anti-intolerance. Those are objective more like you can't keep swaying. You can't be like, oh, well, that used to be good. N- no, no, it's never been good. See, like, see Gr- Grandma's talking like this, but then when he gets that Beyond Meat sponsorship, you're going to switch up real quick. Yo, if I, so, uh, look, I, I get, <laughs> but, it, See, you understand, Keista, I'm, I'm raising the price. I'm raising the price. If they're going to sit here and be like, we can get him for cheap. No, you can't. You absolutely cannot. I'm expensive. I know my worth. Add the tax. Yesterday's price is not today's price. All right. Listen, his morals is at least like six figures. Oh, at least. Okay. I got a. I got my, my. I get a text from my girl today. She goes, "I need you to blow up and be, get big now." I just was at lunch and there were these group of women wearing workout clothes and eating lunch and not working. I need you to. I need you to make money. And I'm like. I make money. I just don't make money streaming. <laughs> I make money. I make money. I, I pay my bills. You know, what do you mean? Really He's going to really turn back. We're about to get Grum Bayless out here now. Right. Let's go. So I, I, sent her, I sent her a picture of my hands. I've been trimming, so I had, like, grass and dirt on them and everything. I was like, my hands look like this, babe. These are how my hands look. And she's like, not good enough. I need yours. I need yours to look as clean. Like, I need them look clean for content. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, but no, I uh, yeah. I just had a. I just had a thought. <laughs> why, why was it? Why, unless I missed it. Why wasn't Peta uh, protesting Arby's when they dropped the meat mountain? Yo, it's a good way to see. Because that shit was just excessive. I'm, I mean, bro, Peta fell off. I, I, they. Peter used to be. Do you remember when Peter? <laughs> Peter used to be about it, man. <laughs> Ever since Peter posted that pitch, that video of them doing that nasty shit to the fruit, they have not been the same. No, wait, do you, what? Do you know? No, do you know what? What really changed them? Do you remember when they had animals taking knees with Colin Kaepernick? Oh my god! They had a oh salmon. The salmon was taking a knee. No, it doesn't wait, have no, knees. On. How the oh, fuck the salmon is taking it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just looked this up. This is not right. This is not real. Yeah, <laughs> and not real. Ain't no way, dog. Pete, like this one. They saying. got the. They got the snake taking a knee, bro. <laughs> the grizz- hold, the on, grizzly hold on, bear. hold on, hold on. They, they co-opted. They co-opted his. <laughs> check the check the chat. That shit. No. Right. <laughs> like I said, they fell off because they used to be about just being absolutely ridiculous. The fact that they took Colin Kaepernick's like taking a knee for you know racial injustice, like raising awareness for racial injustice, and doing something about it, and they're like, yeah, but also animals' rights, and it's like. No one's taking a knee for that. I'm sorry. No one. Like, like the, 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 the bats. You see the article they wrote, though? Dude, they, they were. Oh, my God. They were unhinged. And, like. How did I how did I miss that? I do not remember this. They have a bumblebee taking a knee, bro. I got, like, I, 
gonna go get TWS community clout after this. I'm gonna go post like, yo, you got y'all remember this? Like, <laughs> like just because, Please. and maybe plug the plug the like, hey, it was recording a podcast with two friends and we were talking about this. Y'all remember this? <laughs> y'all remember? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! But yeah, yeah, perfect Friday segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like fucking PETA used to be about. They used to put money where their ma- like mouth was, uh, all, in terms of like just yeah. taking stands. They just now they just do regular animal rights activism, like whoop de doo. But yeah, now they all they do now is put roses on stakes. Yeah, <laughs> miss me with that. Like, <laughs> like, not in the streets. They no made, PETA funded PETA funded a Pokemon ROM hack called Pokemon Black and Blue to protest. Oh yeah, I just saw that the animal fighting that PETA that that they said that that pokemon glorified and it's like the fact that they picked pokemon black by the way where there is a main there is a main story character who's like and the bad guys are all about liberating pokemon and it's like oh we just want they're literally Peter. yeah but but they're like we would just want people to give up their pokemon so that we can have all the pokemon in the world (laughs) like what uh, very, very like lack of uh, lack of foresight on their part because they're just like we're gonna make fun of the game that makes fun of us. Um, Ida and Kyrie, they did not do the reading. <laughs> no, they nope. did not do the reading. But yeah, that, not reading. But where was Peta? I want to know where was Peta for the Meat Mountain? And yeah. so many of my, so many of our close personal friends, they they subjected themselves to the Meat Mountain. You know, if I would, if, I would... if I'm Thomas. I'm I'm asking Peter where where they were because Thomas looked the worst. He just he couldn't finish it. Mid bandit, like like the the thing about the Meat Mountain <clears throat> is that like aside from just the absurdity of it, <laughs> there's no there's no order, right? It, it it's just no. like it's just they just put a bunch of meat together, but didn't even consider. Uh, well, maybe maybe they did. I don't know because at the bottom lane you got your. You got your poultry. They got chicken, <laughs> chicken and turkey, <laughs> and then they, then they go to ham, corned beef, brisket, steak, like just so much. And, they, and they're just like, yeah, let's just throw that. And together. then they go back to the chicken for the tenders. They go back. They go back to yeah. the chicken to go, for a little garnish. All I'm saying is, Peta taking a stance against the meat mountain. That would have been their heartbreaking worst person you know. Just made a good point. That would have been their moment. <laughs> it would have been. It would have. People would be like, wait a second, let's hear Peta out. Right, like, all right, you know, yeah, they were acting, they were acting weird about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Yeah, they were acting weird about Pokemon, but you know Wait, what? Hold on. What? I just so so okay. This is not the same thing at all. I looked up Peta Meat Mountain, uh-huh. uh, and there was a <laughs> there was a demonstration back in 2016 where they made a a human meat mountain, which is basically a bunch of half naked people laying on top of each other <laughs> in the street. So they so hold on Get so so. So Arby's, <laughs> Arby's got the idea. <laughs> Arby saw that shit and said, "What if we remixed it?" <laughs> now hear me out. Hear, hear me out, Brad. All right. You remember? Said, you ever, we can be worse. <laughs> you know, I saw. I was. I was walking. I was walking to work, and I saw. I saw a. Uh, I saw a mountain of meat, but it was <laughs> naked people. It was half naked people. Half naked men and women laying on top. No, it wasn't an orgy, Brad. God damn it! Listen to me. It was out in public. The goddamn Peter was doing it, and I thought to myself, that looks like a delicious, delicious meal if I ate humans. But then I thought about it. I said, I eat. I do eat meats, and we're Arby's, so we eat the meats. So I'm gonna eat. 
I saw, hear me out, Brad. You put turkey, chicken, roast beef, burger, chicken tender, all underneath a bun. In fact, you do it twice. We call it the Meat Mountain and we sell it. And internet people do it for, for community clout. And the sandwich is not evenly heated. It's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's impossible to have it cooked properly. So we have to have them sign a waiver before. I got a question. Uh, <laughs> was like, was it on the menu, or did you just did you have to ask like it was a secret? There, so it was on. So I think when like when Midman did it, it was on the menu. Pudge did it. it was I think when most everybody did it, it was on the menu. When mm. Roby went to go do it, which by the way. Roby, if you're listening to this, you still owe us a meat mountain, you son of a bitch. We, yeah, we ain't forget. We ain't forget. You you gotta put that. I'm gonna go find that tweet. Be like, so so. Uh, <laughs> birthday weekend. He ain't doing it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just he don't have to do it. Wait, hey, maybe like a uh, season kickoff thing. Maybe. Uh, Ooh. Maybe uh, maybe I can put in a good word with uh, one. Uh, you know. Trill Withers would be like, hey, like, you know, you made Jam eat the sandwich, and Jam said he would eat the sandwich. You know who else said he would eat a sandwich? Have... Roby said he'd eat a sandwich. Sure did. And Roby There's did not eat the sandwich. We're trying to NBA on TNT. Would you see Roby walking out with big <laughs> What'd you say, Chuck? What'd you say? How you get on me today? What'd you say, Chuck? Look at all that meat, Ernie. Look at it. <laughs> he can't handle all that meat, Ernie. He What'd you say? He killed old McDonald? He, 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 he. <laughs> He stole on McDonald's farm. What'd you say, Chuck? Wait, you could uh, you could get a fish fillet on the meat mountain at one point. Yes, yes. Nah, bro. Oh. This is but yes. Yeah, so... The CEO of Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Chuck? What'd you say, Chuck? We had Noah's Ark in there. <laughs> Hello, police. <laughs> no. We had three little bears on the sandwich, Chuck. What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say, Chuck? ASAP Fables in that sandwich? <laughs> Hello, police. Chris Paul trying to stop me from eating a sandwich. It's not Blake Griffin. It's not Blake Griffin. <laughs> Just the idea that the TNT uh, NBA on TNT show. Just breaking down Roby eating the sand, eating the meat mountain. <laughs> like, I, like I'm sitting. Like I remember when 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 Roby said that. What was it? The, if the Mavericks, if the Mavericks, won, the Mavericks beat the Suns in Game Seven. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He would eat, he would eat a meat mountain, and uh, yeah. So it's been a little bit there, Roby. I mean, the Suns wanted to see it. God damn, they said fuck this game, bro. <laughs> Roby got to eat this sandwich. He's Roby got to eat this sandwich. Right before Tip, Chris Paul showed him the tweet and said, Nah, we. You know what, guys? I've been in this for a couple years. Ah, I don't know how much I'm willing to sacrifice if you guys are. (laughs) That's why DeAndre Ayton was mad. (laughs) Ayton wanted to win. (laughs) 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 Said, I don't give a damn. I don't mean Mountain. It was Ayton and Mikael Bridges and Bossman 99. They weren't with. (laughs) They <laughs> bought in nine nine. He's like, I'm not going to the Mavericks. No, Roby roots for them. No, thank you. There was a man who said he'd eat a meat ma- meat mountain if we lost, and Chris Paul said, "Gentlemen, we're throwing the game." And Devin Booker said he didn't care. Hell of a thirty for thirty. <laughs> what if I told you that one of the most embarrassing games ever played 
It was all because of a sandwich with too much meat. 30, 30 <laughs> Climbing the mountain. <laughs> Tuesday at 7 o'clock. I just can't... Like, man. I the, uh, Still, the funniest person to... Uh, eat the meat, and I've had Pudge and and Midman on at the same time, so I got to t- I got to tell them this to their face that they're sick fucks. But Spooner Spooner had the had to have the 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 most like sick. He oh. he walked to an Arby's to eat the meat mountain, oh. which means he had to walk home with a meat mountain in his stomach. Yeah, it's working out. And they made his heart do all that extra work. Though. That's crazy. <laughs> And everybody finding out the Spooner was black because of that was also very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Min-Man <laughs> like, had a whole ass interview after that, dog. Yeah. Yeah, Min-Man was like, yeah, I got, I'll get my oil changed right before this interview. I'm going to eat a meat mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking meat switch during the Zoom call, bro. Come on, dog. <laughs> that was just a little indigestion for that man. <laughs> that man, Min-Man has, I, he's got some incredible... I, I, like yes. you know, you know how like when uh, like football players pass away and they donate their. I want Midman to donate his digestive system to science. I want them to. Di- I want in in seventy years when he dies because he's gonna outlive us all because of seventy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Listen. you you he see what he's far. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Hell, I, I'm i <laughs> that's that's a that I'm doing worst case scenario. He only lives another seventy years. That motherfucker might live a hundred. <laughs> all right. He might him him and sister who's it who's the um sister Jean uh, sister Jean yeah he's going for her record saying she ain't got shit he's teaching it's people be, it's gonna be midman sister Jean and Henry Kissinger <laughs> he said I'm not letting Henry Kissinger outlive me damn it while he shovels his third meat mountain on his 142nd birthday. His his gut biome got to look like the, the society the Jetsons live in, bro. That shit got to be futuristic. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> okay, bro. What'd you say, Chuck? He got George Jetson in, he got George Jetson in his tummy? <laughs> he got Elroy. Rosie in that belly? You know, I really enjoy talking about professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's why I love Dork Side of the Ring because uh, I, I look. This is that was just great. I was just letting it fly because I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I have my whole, my whole, my whole rhythm was fucked up by the restart. So, uh, but I, time, I was like, wait a minute, are we it's just wrestling? look. This is all because of pro. This is why we're here. Pro wrestling is everything. You know, Midman's stomach is a pro wrestler. I'm just haven't figured out which one it is yet. But yeah, no, it's, it's insane. Uh, I do have one contextual question. Mm-hmm. Um, best Mexican food, like entree? Just yeah, 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 entree, yeah. In your opinion, this is a subjective thing, not an objective thing. I want people to people to be like, oh my god, I can't believe they said that they, that the the best is is like it's subjective. All right, we're talking it's, about people's foods. It's basic as fuck, but I've never had bad chicken fajitas with some rice and beans. Okay, all right, okay. Chicken fajita with mm-hmm. rice and bean. Kista, what about you? Uh, I'd go, uh, uh, can't go wrong with some, some quesadillas. You know, I think those are always at the spot. Mm. Nice and, it's, the, it's the comfort food. 
right? It's always the comfort. It's almost always, I should say, the comfort food. Myself, I'm not a big... I am not the biggest fan of Mexican food. But I could see, like, a chicken quesadilla probably would probably bang. I'd say I'd go there. That's why I said subjective. Um, The reason why... um, Because in 2005... Chavo Guerrero, the nephew of Eddie Guerrero, son of Chavo Guerrero Sr., grandson of, of Gory Guerrero, <clears throat> long line, long lineage of Mexican professional wrestling, royalty, if you will. He stopped eating them. He said, no more, no more Mexican food. In fact, I'm going to denounce my Mexican heritage. In 2005, Chavo Guerrero blamed his Mexican heritage for where he was in the company, which many people were like, well, you're in the company because of who, you know, like that type of stuff. And he became a bad guy. And he denounced everything, and he he said, you know what? You know who's got this shit right? White people. They got this shit figured out. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It, thankfully, it only lasted about two months Unfortunately, the reason it only lasted for two months was because Eddie Guerrero passed away. And they're like, well, mm, nah, we're, we're not going to do that. So, what we're going to watch is we're going to watch Chavo Guerrero denounce him, his, his, his family. And then wrestle Shelton Benjamin at Unforgiven 2005. It's a good match. I believe it was for the Intercontinental title. I think it was. I don't. I don't know if. I don't think Shelton. Shelton. No, no. Shelton wasn't the champ at the time. But it's a good match. It's a fun match. The commentary gets out of hand because it's Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler with a match <laughs> involving a black man and a man denounce embrace a black man and a man embracing the white culture. Um, oh, Lord. Yes. Oh Lord, indeed. We're going to be watching Kerwin White, and boy, do I get. To, I can't wait to tell you what his tagline was. We'll be back here on the Zork Side of the Ring podcast. Taking a break in the episode just to do a little bit of the of the, of the plugging of stuff. We got a lot of stuff coming to the Patreon this month. It is no cost November. A lot of good stuff. We've got multiple watch alongs on the at at, at this month. Every weekend we're ha- I'm dropping a month uh, a watch along from. Battle of Billionaires. We're gonna have the Hollywood Backlot Brawl. We're gonna have uh, the Kiss My Foot match. A whole bunch of stuff. The first ever Inferno match. I, I, I think just went up. Whole lot of good stuff coming to the to the Patreon for free. If you're listening to this and you're not a patron, you get to watch this stuff. You can see what you what kind of content is behind the paywall. Also, we're gonna be doing lead of the elite here i'm doing normally there's one watch along that's a full paper of exclusive episode normally it ends up being a full watch along of a paper we're doing two this month myself jim jam and jtr we're going to be watching the first ever wcw world war three pay-per-view neither of those two understand what the fuck that is and it's great i cannot wait we're gonna record it later this weekend i can't wait it's gonna be good also, I'm going to have my friend Johnner and my friend Sandy J. Both of them on the podcast multiple times. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff. I believe, if I if I remember right, I believe we're going to watch In Your House Five, which follows four from a couple months ago. In Your House Five, I believe this is the 
hog pen match. We've got Bret Hart versus Diesel. A lot of good stuff. A lot of great stuff. A lot of fun stuff. It's going to be good Patreon as well as other behind-the-scenes stuff absolutely for free. YouTube videos for free, like a previews of them. A lot of good stuff. That's all. Support.grum.tv. Simple as that. I should have said that again. Support.grum.tv. Get all that stuff. Happy No Cost November to you and yours. Now, back to the episode. Uh, we're back on the dork side of the ring. CJ, first impressions of Kerwin White. He was dressed like Carlton, man. It was very disturbing. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Uh, bro, that hair wasn't... The hair was not hit for him, man. Mm-mm. Like, I'm gonna get to wrestling in a minute, but, like, the whole fit he puts together, I just couldn't rock with it, man. Like, God damn. The knee pads with the sweater vest. Um, the what year is, I don't know. I don't know what year that worked in, but it definitely wasn't <laughs> 2003. Uh, yeah, definitely 2005. Yeah. No, definitely yeah. not. No, no, it was he was he was wearing. Look, when he was when he was able to just you know, like wrestling in it. No, wearing it regularly. Also, no. But it was closer to a yes. <laughs> like, yeah, we saw him with the with the lime green uh, and and yellow, like the sprite colored sh- a button up, and then like a like a uh, a green sweater over you know wrapped around. He was okay. He was lo- looking like he was wearing it, but um, yeah, still no, still no. He thought he had that shit on. He didn't. Mm-mm. Well, I'm, hey, true to being a white person, he thought he had that on. <laughs> hey, you know, there you go. And then <laughs> the '80s Celtics Converse he had on. <laughs> icing on the hell no cake. Hell tier outfit. Horrible, horrible outfit. Kisa, what about you? First impressions of Kerwin White. Uh, you know, one of those things where you just look back and you're like, who who pitched that idea and was like, this will be really, this will be a hit. You know, people like I, I just don't really see. Uh, I guess I didn't really see where, where the logical conclusion of that of that act was going. Uh, like, it was fine in the moment, and Chavo was an interesting character enough to do that, but, like, he didn't really wrestle, like, a certain way that was supposed to be funny, or, like, other than him hanging up his little little sweater vest, it was just kind of like, what? where are they going with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was nice to see Sheldon Benjamin beat him up for a little bit. And for the commentary to be really ridiculous. <laughs> the commentary when so I, I I don't normally watch the full things that I record. Like I'm like, okay, here's where it starts, here's where it's end, and then so I can at least like get a pretty good um you know, bait like I can be with my guests and be like, Oh wow, okay. Like that was a sp- all right, that was an interesting spot, or like, oh hey, that was a funny thing. Uh the commentary I knew was a little uh, out there because of the very the last thing Jim Ross says is that like Shelton Benjamin's a wrestler and he and tonight he out wrestled a white, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a wild. He did he did out wrestle a, a white, but um, he saw it. You know, is just Jim Ross being the voice of like tolerance is also a very weird thing because it's like <laughs> Coachman and Jerry Lawler were very much uh, uh, over, not. They were trying to hug the line of like, "Hey, we're we're being subtly uh, prejudiced here, but also not like they're like, ah, Shelton Benjamin should just give up. No one's gonna think less of him. 
just just yeah. let let Kerwin win, uh, you know, and get back to the golf course and things like that. And uh, talking about, you know, just like Kerwin being in a new class now of citizen because he's denounced his Hispanic uh, people. And uh, like Jim Ross, like, what does that have to do with wrestling? We got wrestling going on. He's like, very much like stick to like, you know, shut up and, and body slam. Like, like, <laughs> It's like that's the voice of reason here. I'm confused, guys. What's going on here? Like the whenever the shut up and blank is the voice of the reason, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, like yeah, that's never good. Never good. And and it's 2005, so like you know things could be off color, and people wouldn't mind it uh, as a general society. People were like, yeah, that's no, it's fine. It's fine. Television, like I mean, like that was on TV. They would have Kerwin White be like, I was telling you guys what his like catchphrases were where it's like it's great to be white a great day to be white <laughs> if it's not white it's not right like uh you know like on television national television at nine to between nine and 11 p.m on every monday you could you could go to commercial on the uh, you know for for monday night football and you'd be watching Kerwin white basically say white power <laughs> like like the the story behind this too is also wild. So like he gets, they basically go to him and they're like, "Hey, so we want you to do this." And he's like, "Well, if I don't, if I say no to this, I'm gonna get fired." So, or he's like, "Or I'm probably going to get fired, or I'm just gonna continue to not do anything." So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll do it so I get TV time. And it's just, and he's like, "Yeah." So I just kind of gave it my all, and it's like that's his all. That's what Chavo Guerrero thought of thought white people acted like. Which, not too far off. Not too far off. What's the content watching? But, uh, he, he wasn't far <laughs> No, like, no. The, uh, whatever he was doing. <laughs> so, apple pie and 4th of July and... So was that... I'm trying to think. Was that, like, a direct... Like, did they think that the, the whole lie, cheat, and steal thing was not being received well or was just trying to get Chavo to like break out on his own a bit as a character because like I just I'm trying to get the sense of why that was even yeah, necessary so, to, to do this so in 2000 and him and him he would he stopped being associated with Eddie because he they were like Chavo we need like you're never going to be Eddie Guerrero so we need you to be different so he started wrestling as like he was like the cruiserweight champion and his his dad chavo they would chavo guerrero senior chavo classic would like accompany him and he would be a bad guy and it was oh it was okay and whatnot but then they're like well there's nothing to do like the cruiserweights aren't really doing much like there's nothing really to do here um and chavo's pretty good and he should get it you know like opportunity to do something else so the Got him out of the cruiserweights with Chavo Classic, his dad, managing him. But it never really, like, took off because, like, he was still on the same show as Eddie. He was, you know, it's one of those things like, well, you you know, people are going to hear Chavo Guerrero and think Eddie Guerrero. And when he's not Eddie Guerrero, you know, that's unfair to him. And... Like, well, maybe we'll... So, like, this is, like, an idea of, like, how do we get him to not be Chavo Guerrero? And somebody just goes, what if he just denounces his name? 
<laughs> like, and, and that first promo he does where he's like, yeah, he's like, what is, what is the, like, you know, what have the Hispanic, they've supported me and they've given me all, and what has it got me? But nothing but, you know, it hasn't got me here. I'm better than what I've achieved. And it's their fault. Right. So obviously painting him as a bad guy. They're not trying to paint him as a good guy. But, like, I think it was just something of, like, hey, how do we get Chavo to be different than Eddie? Because, like, in in, in a lot of things, in business and in, in life and and uh, wrestling, you could be better than, lesser than, or different than. And, like, he was never going to be better than Eddie. So he could only either be different or less than. And they were like, well, we don't want him to be less than, so let's go different. And there could have been a story there, right? Where, like, somebody goes, hey, Chavo, come on, like, come on, man. Like, you know, think about who you really are, man. Like, this isn't you. Like, you sold yourself out. All that, like, the, you do, like, the sell, you sold yourself out story. But at the same time, like, it wasn't ever treated serious enough to, to do that. Like, right. you know, it wasn't like he would, like, it was, it was played up for laughs that he was, he was joining the white people, the white congregation, joining middle-class white Americans, which prompted CJ go, you can do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't know I was in the handbook, like, not that I was looking, but I'm just saying, I, <laughs> I, I was looking deep like that, man. Like, oh boy, man, you know, like, wait a second, is it, that's. Is it like a one-for-one -one swap or do you just like. <sighs> Application. Who do, you, who do you think? Who do you think got swapped? Who do you think the whites sent back for for Chavo Guerrero? Like, did, they probably asked like Danny Trejo, but they were like, no. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think. Oh, like, this is like the, the show. Oh, who did the whites? Who yeah, the they whites? sent back. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, they probably oh. asked for Danny Trejo, and they're like, we'll give you Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> All right, fine, we'll take Chavo. Like, it's it's the Chappelle race uh, race draft yeah. sketch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I wait. When did that episode air? Was that episode two, in two thousand five? Because God, what if somebody just had that idea? Um, Chappelle show. Let me look that up. I want to see if the Chappelle show uh, race draft. Is that if that was? They asked for Michael Bolton. Oh, oh my God! Um, that okay. So, <laughs> so the racial draft was released January twenty first, two thousand four. So there is a chance, oh. there is a chance that somebody on the creative team saw that and said, hey, what if we did, what if Chavo Guerrero was just white? <laughs> that was the entire premise of what we just made him white. It's like, yeah. all right. I wonder if they, like, if they had his plan for him to, like, switch back. Like, he was going to have a come to Jesus moment about his race. That, like, we never got, like, unfortunately, we never got it. Like, I, I, like, I think yeah. it could have been, there could have been that moment. And I'm, and I'm sure Eddie would have played a big part in it. Like, because I mean that it, it, it almost writes itself, which is Eddie just going like, Chavo, I need your help. Chavito. Ah, no, I'm, I'm Kerwin, Edward. Like, just starts, like, there, there's ways to like do it where it's for comedy, but also a serious aspect to it. But again, you're you're already you're already towing the line of like he's saying if it ain't white, it ain't right. Like you try to make that a serious character, then we're talking about him just saying white power, and then we're like, oh boy, very Jim Crow, very. And like there was a couple of like promos he did like on like Sunday Night Heat that were a little. It was very clear he was testing things out, 
where he like there was one where he was talking about how how much more powerful he felt as a white than as as a Guerrero, which is like oh he's going around the whole white power thing okay, like yeah. uh. You know, and he's like, "Yeah, we're never doing that again." Like that, they didn't, you know, that didn't pull well. Like, no shit, it didn't yeah. pull well. Like, but who could have seen this coming? <laughs> me. <laughs> they had me in the room. <laughs> I, they would have let me in back in the room. I would have said to them, "Like, hey, bad idea. Don't do this with a marketable, you know, star. You know, like that isn't like. What are we doing here? What? what, what just make a white character do this. Like, it just they had and, duct tape to the chair back there." <laughs> No, no. Uh, and like he would go on like to have a caddy. Like he'd have a he. So Dolph Ziggler became his caddy, and like he was like, oh, like yeah, sure thing, Mister White. And like you know, like ass kissing caddy. It was a great idea, but again, like there's ways to do that character where you don't have somebody denounce their entire like identity. And I'm like. Like, the reason why, like, I said, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know what? Let's do this on Dark Side. I think we can have a nice conversation talking about how ridiculous this is. Talking about it being Dark Side material, but also be like, boy, like, this could have been a good, this could have been a good character if you were just a white guy. And be like, hey, guys, look at this. They wanted to make fun of white people, so they made a character named Kerwin White, and he's just the right. most mayo on white white bread white guy you've ever seen wonder and, yeah <laughs> like you know uh but they felt like they had a good thing with chavo and I, I i i mean i can see the vision but also i can also see i wouldn't have done that i'd be like no it's not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> like i understand what you're going for pal but mm, leave that one in the drafts leave that you know in fact delete that from the drafts because you might get drunk and tweet it out anyways it's just like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think my my typical rule of thumb on stuff is like, if you're gonna do race humor or have people like make fun of a race, I just to me in the WWE or WWF specifically never really has gone terribly well. <laughs> no. like, 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 I could be blind and be like, oh, you missed this one fantastic example, or it's actually really funny. But like, I feel like even early John Cena when he's doing his whole shtick. In hindsight, when you watch it, you're like, this is just weird and kind mm. of, like, disrespectful. And then I think they realized that, too, a little bit. And we're like, okay, we can actually keep it the same as him being, like, a rapper. But then he's just, like, a positive role model. Yeah. And then it, like, got better. But, yeah, I just feel like they, they've never really done racial jokes very well. It's usually either offensive and, like, funny in an edgy way. Or it just doesn't really land, and you're just kind of like, when is this going to be over? Yeah. The only time... For 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, when the date... The, when D-Generation X did blackface to make fun of nation domination... For a, <laughs> for a long... Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy, CJ. So, D-Generation X, the, the second iteration, so it was Triple H, X-Pac, the, uh, Billy Gunn, China, uh, Road Dog, and then they had some other guy join them. Um, <laughs> they did blackface to make fun of the, to make fun of the, uh, there, there's the photo, to make fun of and mock the Nation of Domination, which was The Rock, Godfather, uh, 
uh, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, Owen Hart. And that's them. That is literally all of them. X-Pac is on the right. X-Pac does not look like that at all. And they decide to throw up West Side <laughs> because, hey, that's what black people did. Um, the... Oh. Yeah. Like... They apparently, like all, like the the talent involved, like the, the other side, they were like, yeah, no, like that's that, yeah, no, like Mark Henry's like, I thought it was funny, like they were playing it for comedy, it wasn't there, it wasn't done for for harm stuff, and like, it's like, oh, you, sure, you you sure about that? Like, you know, I'm trying this to see if tough, I find because because Godfather talked about it. I want to see where. Um, do, 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 do. we didn't t- okay so here it is so Godfather weighed in on the segment said no one was thinking about it being racist back then quote we didn't take it that way it was just us having fun you look back at it now and you're like wow that would never go across today back then no one was thinking about it being racist we didn't think we didn't think that way we were just having fun it's like Okay, I mean, this is Godfather, somebody who's being made fun. I mean, I mean, Billy Gunn is pretending to be Godfather, and that is the that is the second, or that is the the uh, second worst blackface Billy Gunn has ever done. The fact that I have to say that, that, that that's the, the second, the, sec- the second, yes. Here is Billy Gunn pretending to be Devon Dudley, or at the time, brother Devon. Ah, uh, this is that picture. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. Let me tell you how it. There are certain angles that make it look even worse. Like the one I just like look like. Again, WWE has never this. And mind you, this is in TNA, so the WWE themselves are not at fault for the worst time Billy Gunn has ever done blackface. Uh, <laughs> But like to your point, Kisa, like they've all you know they've all they've done it, and it's never been good. The only time it's been there's been like one or two times where it was quote unquote good, but that was because it was black talent making the joke themselves in a way that works. You know where it's like oh we're just roasting each other, but like any time pro wrestling has had white people make fun of black people or white people make fun of you know Mexicans. Like even uh like Brock Lesnar wearing a sombrero and and do and a mariachi and having a mariachi band to make fun of Eddie Guerrero might be the only time it was like where people were like, ha, that was funny because it and because it wasn't overtly racist. Right. Like it was just like, hey, I got a mariachi band and I'm having a good time. Like but like Jesus Christ, like the, the the that black they also had um oh boy. DX was a was um it got away with a lot because they're like, oh look, it's yeah, it's the late nineties, it's the Jerry Springer thing. They did um they spray painted the heart uh, the heart <laughs> foundation's uh locker room and uh they made it to, or no, they did it to the Nation Domination, pretending to be the Heart Foundation, and um, 
And boy, when I tell you... That, uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say, okay, okay, it's this photo. Never mind. Yeah. We got Hearts Rule. We got Stay in Your Country. No KFC. KFC. Uh, don't Cross the Border. They put the X over Malcolm X. They put the <laughs> Malcolm X over there, which get which in a in a brilliant like story, story. Like here's Michael Cole standing here being like, "Look at this this hate crime that that the the Hart Foundation uh, did to the to Nation of Domination." Like he's like, "Look at this, uh, Uncle Don't Tom, still stay home. We hate you. Yeah, <laughs> Nod, no, like." The, this like, dude they put on a bronze house a couple years ago. <laughs> right, this this is this, this is equivalent. This is how I know Degeneration X were are, 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 are low key, <laughs> <laughs> low key conservative because this looks like what a conservative business spray paints on their own business to be like, look at what the anarchists wrote, huh? Look what. Yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> He's a to that picture. Remember that? The guy was like, they put black, they put blacks rule in my driveway. They said, man, nobody did that shit. <laughs> but they, right, they did all this. And then Bret Hart like, has to answer these. And they're like, like, Farouk goes, what the fuck? You know, what What the fuck are you doing? Basically, like, you just try to, he's like, no, I love, I, I love black people. Canada loves black people. That was Degeneration X. And it's like, what is going on here? What what are we doing here? And everybody, you know, fans back then are eating it up because they're white, and also to them that's funny. And there's aspects of it like this is ridiculous, and you would laugh at the ridiculous, but also like, man, like using. I know a lot of pro wrestling, um, uh, like people like in the business, like bookers and backstage people are like, yeah, don't. I don't. I don't like using race to get to get uh, heat or to get people to like react. And it's like, but yet, like you, you're what? What's going on here? Like, uh, you know, we're sitting here making, like the '60s. They were making black uh, wrestlers be like the top bad guy because they were simply black. Like the whole the whole industry is just rooted in this kind of bullshit. And like to be like, oh no, well I don't like it. It's like. That I mean, that's good. What are you doing to not like to to undo some of this stuff? You're like, oh well, I was involved with the time that the DX did blackface to make fun of it. Like what? Like what? No, what the fuck is going on? I can't. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I can't go with this photo. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he burned his own Confederate flag. <laughs> he said I got okay. I got an extra one in the back. I'll. I'll, I'll. <laughs> Like, I, I initially thought you were gonna post the picture where I think it's Triple H. Who is it? And they're spray painting, and it just says oh, N I. Oh no! Oh. It's Hulk. It's Hulk Hogan. It Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's. Hogan's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, so he's doing N W. They're they're spray painting N W O. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. So here. Uh, I'm sure about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am. I'm. I want the because I don't want the ones where like people like Photoshop. Oh, there it is. There we go. So here, here's what the, the there's people that like Photoshop like uwu on it because NWO. But like that's the finished product is the NWO. But <laughs> but the fact that it's a N and then the first part of a W in such a way that it looks like an I. <laughs> but then you add in the fact that Hulk Hogan does not like black people. 
And then you it makes it even worse. It makes it even worse. Uh. I there are there's like as a as a white guy on Twitter and who follows many many black users on the Bird app, they freely love to use uh the the people I follow love to use the first photo of of like whenever they just disagree with somebody and I'm like this I can't laugh at this but I want to laugh at it. Nope. <laughs> it's like not gonna laugh at it. Nope. Not gonna laugh at it, but it is. There's an aspect of it where it is, it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> yeah. When you're like, I thought you were gonna be the one with the Triple H deal. I'm like, oh, I know exactly which one you thought I was gonna play. <laughs> they were just, they were just met. Like, why are they? Why are they, they? You know what? The NWO were some thugs. Why are they spray painting things? Thugs. This whole time, I was convinced he was just spray painting N word. <laughs> 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 like, well, burns my head. Like I don't know why. I don't it's Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan, and you know, never, never, never need a reason why. It's just spray paint. It just does. But hey, yeah, no. So they were just. It was back in like the. I want to say '96. They were doing this, and they were just like being. You know, hey, we're doing. We're gonna do whatever we want to do, brother. And that includes spray painting the N word on the side of your truck, <laughs> like. Just, and by the N word, I mean NWO. Brother. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, you, oh, boy. Now I'm just, like, envisioning uh, a Hulk Hogan nowadays, like that Hulk Hogan, being like, yeah, brother, the only N-word that I care about is N-W-O. It's like... <laughs> uh, and the fact sure that... About that? <laughs> sure about that? Also, have you, have you, have you ever seen... Um, Booker T, say Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you, and then yes. slip and say the N word. It's a classic. It's, <laughs> and he was so he was just in like he's like Owen Vince said it. Yo, <laughs> right? Vince saying it is like the fact that they left that up for years. They, so it, it's no longer on the Peacock Network. So if you go to the Peacock Network, that segment is removed from Survivor Series. Along with the blackface segment and some other like off-color things that they do and they have done in, in WWE, like um, there's I went to go watch it. I did a couple weeks ago. We talked. I did the uh, uh, time v- uh, Val Venus had his dick chopped off by uh, by uh, Kai and Tai as a punishment for uh, sleeping with uh, the leader's wife. They don't have it. On, like they don't have the the final segment about it, where he literally gets his ass, his dick chopped off because his bare ass is exposed. And rather than like censor it, I think it's like that, and also like violent, you know, because it's like oh, dude, like somebody's like they're simulating somebody getting their dick chopped off. And I'm like, y'all would it love to have G- Game of Thrones on the Peacock Network though? So like, where where's the line? What's is it just that his bare ass cheeks out? Because if it's just his bare ass cheeks out, like. Just put a TVMA on that. You'd be all right. But I just, it's just the, the amount of things that have been removed from WWE's like library when they moved to the Peacock network is it's startling when you're like, wow, they really were just really doing wild shit. Like I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure the blackface. They made, they yeah. And like the fact that like Vince McMahon openly, proudly, <laughs> Said the N word on on pay per view broadcast in Biggest front of smile I've ever seen, 
and then had Booker T on the other in the segment to be like, he didn't say what I think he just said. Tell me he did not just say that. Like, excuse me, <laughs> like the, you know, rock a do rag. I've seen the clips. Right, it would only. Oh my god, could you imagine if do rag Vince had said it? Like, we're, we're, that was maybe I want to say surprise he didn't. Right, <laughs> like do rag Vince was uh, tame. Yeah, gee. <laughs> for for what it could have been, Durag Vince was very was very tame. He could have gone so much far, farther. Just wearing a Durag black hoodie and black pants and black boots with a forty in his hand. I, yeah. <laughs> it could have been more. Yeah, <laughs> like we, he could have had a forty in his hand, a cigarette behind his ear. You know, he he could have been doing. Instead, he was just hanging out with his son and a giant Samoan savage. Like that's all he was doing. While wearing the do rag, and I think, thankfully, and that it didn't get any worse. Yeah, we thank you for your restraint, nasty <laughs> dick bastard. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> thanks for show. That's where you show restraint. Interesting. All right. Meanwhile, you got no problem like having an on-screen affair with your wife, who's in a comatose, and making her like watch you make out with a woman. I want to say like I want to say Trish Stratus was like twenty years younger than him in two thousand. God. Is Vince gonna even be welcome in hell? Like I, I've said this. I, I've said this. If I've said it once, I've said it before. I, I, yeah, I've said it a thousand times. He rents out hell to the devil, right? Like <laughs> God fears him, and the devil owes him rent this month. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon is not concerned about where he will be resting his internal, in, eternally, because he already has the penthouse in hell. He built it himself. Like. They got a job. Dude, I'm, I might have been, I might have been, I might have been wrong. Vince McMahon, uh, much older than, uh, much more older than, uh, um, oh, Tori, no. or, uh, Trish Stratus than I thought. He's 77, 30 years. He had a woman 30 years younger than him. He was making out with her in front of his wife on screen. Whew. He had her barking like a dog for her job. Uh and then, and then, and then three years, dude. Like, I'll, again, this is the, like when when people were like surprised that Vince McMahon. Was, I like I've been on this train since the podcast started. There's recorded audio of me saying that Vince McMahon is were is one of the, like top three worst people to never commit a war crime, and I'm not even sure that he did not commit a war crime. Like he could have, for all I know, it would not surprise me if it's like, oh, by the way. Uh, Vince McMahon personally funded this drone attack in 1997. This missile strike into he, because he wanted to level, uh, he wanted to level a town so he could build a wrestling ring. That's his initials so. in every bomb. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's like him and Tony Stark. It's like you know where Tony Stark stopped. You know, I really, I really wonder. <laughs> I really wonder what a what an unchecked Vince McMahon would have been like, though, oh. because. Like, if the XFL just took off, right, and oh that was, like, God. an actual competitor to the NFL, and he had, like, that much money and influence, and, like, if his wife would have actually won her election in Connecticut or whatever, like, what would they, what would their family be like? Like, I know, obviously, the comparison could be the Trumps or whatever, mm-hmm. but what kind of havoc could he have, could he wreak on this world if he Vince just had a Targaryen, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, the fact that, like, like, the thing with it is that, like, Vince McMahon somehow was still... One of the more powerful people in like me, like no one gave him respect. Yeah. 
he went and got it. He demanded it. And then people were like, damn, you got to respect what Vince McMahon did. He built an empire. Like, and then he's like, yeah, his wife, like, just to be like, like, you say, like, oh, like, what if, what if Linda won, you know, the Senate race in Connecticut? Uh, what if, what if, you know, like, the XFL, I'm like, dude, like, so many, like, these things that he tried to do, or his family tried to do. I mean, like, Shane McMahon left the company in 2008? Yeah, 2008, and went and helped build YouTube in China. Like, like, state-funded, state uh, state-controlled YouTube in China. Right? Like, they, they this is a connected, and then, like, you know, you, like, Linda still somehow, when Trump went into office became the you know department or uh, secretary of like small businesses or something like that like it's insane to think about what more power this man could have when he had a lot of power is insane to think about he'd been moving like putin dog he was <laughs> the dude like i'm surprised i'm surprised like i'm not like i'm surprised we never got a, a, a wrestling match in in Russia. I mean, fuck, we got it in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure we, you know, if Vince Hitt still was in control and was kicking. I'm sure in four years, you know, uh, Soviet SmackDown would be happening. <laughs> like, you know, like, like they're going back at the end of this month. They're going back or end of October. They're going back to Saudi Arabia, and like they're gonna have a wrestling match there, and it's a hundred percent. You know, sports washing of what they did, but like it'll be interesting if they don't continue to do that. Like after, because like this is like it's one of those like things where it's hey, the plans are in place, you can't cancel this. You got to go through, otherwise they got us by the short and curlies. Whereas maybe after this one, they don't go back and they go, we don't need to go there. Like we, you know, but also like it. That's it's such a weird thing because like my brain goes like. There are people in Saudi Arabia that have nothing to do with the actions of those in power, and they sh- should and be exposed to different forms of media and entertainment, and should be allowed to enjoy that. But also, probably shouldn't normalize that those people in power because they're not good people, and. Uh, WWE being the first to be like, yeah, no, we'll take Saudi Arabia's money. Yes, give, give, give. Like, we'll take your money and normalize you, and everybody else can follow us. Like, like Vince McMahon is just weirdly ahead of the times and sees where the world is going in terms of, like, business. They had a streaming service before anybody else, the WWE Network. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, Netflix was around, Hulu was around, but, like, they were the first, like, hey, this is a dedicated topic. Um, they were the first to do pay-per-view. They were the first to embrace Twitter. Like they, but even before Twitter, there was a, I don't, you guys remember this, the service called tout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was like Vine. It was like cameo vine type thing where like, you know, you remember Stephen A. Smith's Q and a like, when, you know, he's like, are you a really a leg booty hit man? He's like, what do you think? It was basically that. That was the entire platform. It was just like celebrities and other people like just re- recording video in response to things. And uh, they were on kick. <laughs> they were on kick. They were WhatsApp. They were on, you know, the, they, they just like there's a reason why they have they celebrate 
like they've won countless awards for their social media because like going back to talking about their WWE, like their YouTube account, they were the first account to have a billion likes or followers on like on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Like there is a global company. So it's, it's like, they probably still will run the Saudi Arabia shows, but like, it's just like, ah, man, Let's not let's not uh, sports wash stuff. I mean, I'm glad that live golf is floundering. It seems absolutely floundering. But oh, we get a rip bozo soon. Ah, boy. I, I mean, look, they they're out there trying to pay Fox Sports to get on to get air to air their their tournaments. Fox. Y- yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, look, Fox Sports will probably let them. They probably <laughs> and they don't care. They're willing to pay. So. It'll just be funny that while, uh, you know, Fox News is, like, talking about how Saudi Arabia is bad and shit like that, they'll, yeah. on the other side, Fox News, like, if Fox Sports, like, yeah, no, live golf, funded by, <laughs> funded by the Saudi Arabian government. Like, it's just, wrestling is, uh, it's a weird beast of where, like, there's some really good stuff, and then there's a lot of bad stuff. A lot, a lot of bad stuff. Somewhere in between is me going, hmm, not bad. Good stuff. <laughs> could have um, been worse, huh? Could have been. It could have been worse. Kerwin White could have won. Uh, could have beat Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I mean, look, Chavo was putting in work. He had a nice stretch muffler. He had his leg. He had Shelton's leg behind his, behind his neck, and he was flexing. He had the biceps looking big, smart. Um, but then, uh, you know, he got a little too far ahead of his skis, and Shelton threw his ass up in the air one more time and then caught him and fucking snapped him over with a T-bone suplex. Um, just absolutely, like, it was, Chavo was getting up there with air. They had, they was t- tossing all up 12 feet easily, the superplex. TJ said, my back, my back hurt. Yeah, yeah man, oof. I think the I think the the biggest thing was when he like threw him just straight up and Chavo landed on his stomach. Uh, I think like the camera angle certainly helped, but he had to be thirteen feet in the air. That no, you couldn't pay me, man. Rod studies, Rod studies that tape for cinematography. <laughs> yeah, I, I I fall I roll off my bed by accident, and that's like a <laughs> three foot drop, and I'm 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 done. I'm going to ER, bud. You're calling nope. in. I'm calling. Hey. Let me die here. I'm, you only Let fell three die. feet. I'm dying right here. I'm I'm dying. I'm tell, no. Meanwhile, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna fall face first, twelve feet from the air. No, thank you. Um, moment of the match that stood out for you, Easta. Uh, I like the uh, the suplex that they did off the top. They're both climb. I always like that in matches when they both go to the very top and then the suplex off of it. Um, that's just really cool to me. Um, even like now knowing that it's fake, obviously it's still just like bracing your body, like not have that hurt like shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, that and then I don't know, probably like I don't know if this is a moment of the match, but at the end when <laughs> when Shel- when Sheldon Benjamin has like the golf club and then he kind of just like doesn't. <laughs> He just, like, doesn't do anything with it. I was like, oh, maybe he's going to go and, like, destroy the golf cart or something and, like, hit it. 
But he just gives it back to the ref and walks out like he's like the bigger man. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, no one would blame you, Shelton, if you wanted to break it over his head. Like you, he literally broke a nine iron across your back. Like he's he's due. He's due, pal. Yeah, um, but I guess he's just he's the bigger man or something. But yeah, I, those two moments I was confused and entertained by the the back and forth between uh, Coachman and Jim Ross during that, which was. Coachman telling saying, Shelton, put that down. You don't golf. And Jim Rose going, How do you know? <laughs> and he's like, immediately, how do you know? And he's like, I do my research. I know you don't. And he's like, I don't play well. Like it's like Jim Rose like, I don't play golf well. It's like, Jesus Christ. Uh CJ, what about you? What stood out from the uh the match between Shel- uh Kerwin and Shelton Benjamin? Two things. One was before the match and one was during the match. The whole, all of the commentary for me was just very entertaining. Like what you said about what they were saying about that. And then also he was basically just trying to get Buddy to bow out gracefully so the white man could win. The new white man could just get a win. That was funny to me. But also before the match, uh, I don't know what the young lady's name is who was doing like the sideline interview. with uh, Maria. Recording. Maria, yes. She mentioned something about a trade had happened, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that that happened in WWE. Yes, yeah, so in so 2002, they established a brand extension. Basically, um, WWE had an influx of talent because they bought ECW and WCW, so they bought all the they have all this talent. They have three companies worth of talent under one roof, and because they they originally kind of wanted to do like revive WCW and let it be WCW on one night and W and then WWE on another night, they ended up uh, doing Raw versus SmackDown, and then there would be a draft every year and every, and basically and really it's not even a dr- like the first time it was a draft where they're like I have you know I'm with the first pick Monday Night Raw selects Stone Cold Steve Austin or you know. Or, you know, uh, The Rock and all this stuff. And then they would, there would be trades between the general managers. Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you these guys for those guys. And it goes back and forth. And every year there would be a draft, which is basically wrestlers would get moved around a little bit to freshen up the show. Uh, the, mm-hmm. In 2005, at the start of the draft, John Cena was drafted from SmackDown to Raw leaving SmackDown without a world champion. And the whole month that this... And the draft happened over the course of a month. So they'd be like, hey, like, there's two picks tonight. There's three picks tonight. All this stuff, you know. Hey, these people are showing up. So they had it throughout the throughout the, the month. And at the end of the month, after they solved this whole story on SmackDown, of like, who's going to be their champion? We need a new champion. Batista shows up. And they're like, oh, fuck. All right, now we have our... Cha- now we have a real champion. Let's go. Um, but at the end of it, they would be like, all right, well, like... Where else do we have, like, where else are, you know, where, what, what do we have left over? You know, much like in pro sports, right? Where you're like, okay, uh, we got the draft. Where else are we weak? Let's make some moves. And they would just be like, all right, well, like, hey, let's put, let's put Chavo on Raw. Let's get him away from, let's get him away from Eddie and SmackDown. Let's put him on Raw. Let's put these guys on Raw. Let's put these guys on SmackDown. You know, give him a fresh opportunity because at the time they actually had, show exclusive writers so they had a team of writers for raw and a team of writers for smackdown and they'd be like hey i want this guy so there was a little there was some aspects of it being a legitimate draft and some aspects of it of being like now this is the story when we want to tell 
So, yeah, they did. Uh, they kind of they do it now, but not really. Uh, it's kind of up in the air with the uh, brand split. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I miss, like, they, a couple years ago, I want to say it was 20, I want to say 2020, they did the draft, and they had, like, live looks at the draft rooms for USA Network and Fox, <laughs> like, for the channels. And the Fox, the Fox room had Cletus in it. <laughs> like Cletus was in there making decisions about who would be on SmackDown. Uh, oh God! Executive of the year, right there, <laughs> Cletus. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, it was very, very hilarious. But no yeah, Mel Kuyper. No Mel Kuyper. And that's the thing. Like <laughs> I like they they never fully. And I think it's because no one really understood it. They just knew what it like because it wasn't even in a draft, but it. You know, it was basically a reshuffling and whatnot. But no one ever, they never, like, played up, like, hey, like, this, these people, and the, they would try, if they tried it, they didn't have people involved overseeing it that would make it be it. Like, hey, here's our draft expert. It would just be like, hey, here's our regular commentator pretending to be Mel Kuyper. You know, they didn't just bring into somebody to be like, hey, like, this is a, like, if I, like, they had the Fox. Fox has their own, like, hey, go get Jay Glazer to come in. And talk about the draft. You can just feed him lines. Hey, like, hey, uh, say that this was a good pick, that was a bad pick, this and that. But they never like played into it, which for me, somebody who likes sports and wrestling, it was a missed opportunity because I'm like, dude, you could get people who are interested in who who might be interested in pro wrestling, and you do something like that, and you're like, huh, interesting. And it, it'd be actually. Would have made sense in that regard because it was sort of like if you're trying to attract new viewers who maybe don't know what's going on, it was kind of like a reset for both of the shows. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a bunch of new people on each show. And there was usually one or two big picks or trades that they would do to, like, really shake things up. Um, so, yeah, why not, like, bring in, you know, the talent they already have on the network to, like, make it sort of a big deal? Yeah. But I used to enjoy the when it was, like, the draft season or whatever that they did. I don't know how many they ended up doing, but, like, I used to, I used to enjoy watching them because it was pretty funny. It would be, like, some in, innocuous people getting traded, like, Santino or something or mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. And then at the end, it'd be like, oh, my God, like, Shawn Michaels is going to SmackDown. And, you know, they usually would save one big pick for, like, the last day, and they would and shockwave so it was always pretty interesting yeah i remember there was a monday night raw i want to say it was 2008 and where i mean not 2008 maybe 2010 it was a couple years um after 2005 but john cena they were like he's never like that's monday night raw he the monday night raw is the flagship show he's your biggest star you know you're gonna put your biggest star on your best show and they start the draft and he goes to smackdown and people are like, holy shit, that's it. What the fuck? John Cena's on SmackDown now? What the... You know, and all this stuff. And people are like, legitimately like, whoa, that's... Okay, they really are... Really will trade anybody. Okay. And they go, they go through the whole show. And then John Cena wrestles as a SmackDown wrestler in a tag team match where the winner, you know, the the uh, the winning side would get a final, you know, final pick. He loses. Uh, the Team Raw wins. And then at... Raw selects John Cena, so he goes right back to Raw. So it's like, oh, nothing happened. But I'm like, you know, it's like, damn, that sucks because, you know, that's a little. Oh nice yeah, thing. that's how they did it. Yeah, because they would they would like have matches and whatever side one would get the pick next. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, yeah. And there was one where like um, 
the Miz uh, and Morrison, they wrestled like a tag team match. They lost, and then the Miz went got drafted to SmackDown and uh, or Raw or somewhere, and then the Miz just beat the fuck out of his tag team partner. He's like, well, we're not partners anymore. Like, we're not on the same show, so I'm going to beat your ass. Like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, no, I do miss that. I just think, like, I don't know. I think there is an aspect. Wrestling tries to do, like, sports, but because no one in wrestling understands sports. Like, even Tony Khan, you would think him being an executive for the Jaguars and and owning, uh, you know, a soccer club, he'd understand it. And yet, he just couldn't do it. He tried to make, like, records matter in, in wrestling, and he just... He just ignored them half the time, <laughs> like, because it's just easier to ignore them. But if you make them, you know, make them serious matter, then you have to make things matter. And then it's just more work than it has to be. But I think there's aspects where you can get a sports presentation. Like you can do a first take with pro wrestling. Imagine Stephen A going off about pro wrestling. It'd be well, so yeah. funny. It's It'd be so funny. That's a missed opportunity by them. They need to get they need to get Stephen A. or Skip Bayless or Colin Coward. Uh, Colin Coward won't won't do it because he hates pro wrestling. Oh, <laughs> 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 you imagine Colin Coward talking like talking about like Seth Rollins like he's like he's Baker Mayfield. What has he ever won? What has <laughs> he ever won? What has he ever won? He's never won a damn thing. All he does is talk a big game and then come up small when it matters. Now Roman, I'll acknowledge Roman. Uh, <laughs> my top five, my top five Samoans. Number five, Roman Reigns. <laughs> We're it is funny. Right. <laughs> it's funny though, because like you think about, uh, you think about in that regard. You're like, oh, if you really believe in your heart that it's like a sport. Like, as a kid, you're like, wow, this is so like great. This is amazing. And then you're just like, why don't they ever talk about this on any like <laughs> television talk show? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh wait, because it's like it's it's scripted. But it's it, it is funny. I wonder if that's like a bit they could do in universe hmm. where they like every so often have a segment where they kind of do a roundup uh, oh. of of matches and stuff from the past. If they, I don't even know if they've done this. I haven't watched in so long. But hmm. like, and they have like a hot take merchant who goes around just like. <laughs> Says bullshit about it and being like, "Oh, he hasn't beat anybody, or he hasn't wrestled anybody." Like, and that's you know. where we come in. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like they they've they've tried it a couple times. There was a show on the network with JBL and Peter Rosenberg, where they would try to do like the hot take merchant stuff, but it just never it never quite worked because you're like, "All right, well, are they, they, like the problem is when they do that kind of stuff." They they stop acknowledging they 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 try to blend reality with the what what's going on in the in the in story in kayfabe, and it's like sometimes that works, but like if you're talking about something that's going on outside of the story in the guy in the person's real life that has nothing to do with the story, and you're saying that affects their performance or something like that, like that doesn't it doesn't yeah, there's it a doesn't disconnect work. right because you, that works in that works in pro in pro sports. Like you can talk about how Tua's got a concussion, right? Or you can talk about, Hey man, uh, you know, Joel Embiid's uh, back, you know, he's, he's dealing with all this noise. He's got all this pressure, how he, he's put all this pressure on himself, how he thinks he should be the MVP and he should just go out there focus about winning and not just numbers or stuff like that and how that impact. And you can do that, but you can't necessarily do that 
in pro- like I you can't be like, hey, so Seth Rollins called another pro wrestler fucking poor, and <laughs> but and and now everybody hates him, so that's affecting his pro- like it doesn't work because then you have to explain well, Seth Rollins, who's the wrestler that he called poor because he didn't call anybody who works for the company poor, like yeah, you know, so it's like there's there's I think to the way you do it. Is you just do it in in character, completely in character. Hey man, Seth Rollins ain't won a goddamn match. He's a bum. Like give give me Iguodala. <laughs> like, like he went. <laughs> and, and you can, <laughs> and in that win. same vein, you could just also like just make up shit that yeah. is going on with them that's not real. Like oh, all the time. Yeah, just be like oh, like I heard or there's a rumor going around or something. Like you can build that into the story. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think that would be pretty funny, you know, have some kind of inside jokes for people. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you've missed the past couple of weeks, we're going to basically give you the key talking points, shout a bit for a little bit, so you have something to talk about with mm-hmm. people until you catch up. I feel like, so they they also, I feel like, WWE, like I said, WWE tried it. The closest they got was, um, there was a show on Fox Sports after... They, after there was the announcement that SmackDown would go on to Fox in 2019, they started a show. It was called WWE Backstage. And they talked about everything that was happening as if it was legitimate 100% sport. Like, hey, we're announcing that this that these guys signed a new contract. We're, hey, we're going to talk. We're talking about this. And they only slightly brought up, like, real life things or, like, you know, things that, you know, have no bearing on the actual story and whatnot. But it's like, part of it is, it's hard to keep the kayfabe, keep the 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 veil of the disbelief, uh, suspension of disbelief up, because everybody knows it's scripted, everybody yeah. knows it's a work. But there's an element that I feel, and I might be in the minority of this. I think I think there's a lot of wrestling fans who just want wrestling to just be wrestling, but like. There's there's an avenue to get people like I I mean, TNT tried this. They tried to have a show follow a basketball game, and AEW decided to put out Chris Jericho, and all Twitter kept saying was, "You look like melted ice cream." <laughs> they cook Chris, and it's like that's not the, that's not what you want. Like if you're gonna try to like, uh, you're setting up yourself to fail because you, you know you want you you should go hey. We're going to have basketball fans who might leave the television on a little longer by accident or they're looking for the remote. What do we send out? Let's send out 50-year-old sloppy-looking Chris Jericho when we have athletic talent or we have entertaining people. We're just going to go and put this old guy that everybody knows his name and they're going to make fun of him and now our entire company looks like a joke. You know, like there's always an aspect. Wrestling will never be accepted. But you can always try to make it, you know, more accessible to people who right. maybe go, eh, yeah, it's it's not it's not a real sport, but it's a show. Why don't we go watch it? I mean, fine, I mean it's like, like think fine. about like people people will, especially nowadays. Like I know there's obviously a ton of wrestling podcasts and stuff. Like, there is a market of people who watch those uh, Bravo reality TV show, like, post shows, mm-hmm. where they, like, interview the people that you just saw on reality television and 
get like you know insight into their actions like people watch that they they want to know all about these people that they see so even in that vein of like we're going to do a wrestling post show and we're going to have on the wrestlers maybe they're in character maybe they're not i don't however you want to do it but like have some other outside content that people can tune into weekly that like gives people FaceTime. I think like people it's we've seen people like that inside the NBA TNT format where you have like more people just kind of joking around about what they're watching or what they've seen. Mm-hmm. Um like I, I think that could have some potential if you want to do like on TV rather than a podcast or something where people might not be yeah. people might not want to sort through all the different options. Yeah, like they, they, like I was, I, you were saying that, and it was making me think they have two shows, but that are only on the network, uh, you know, the right. Peacock Network. It's Raw Talk and Talking Smack, where they have more unscripted, you know, in character stuff and, 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 and like analysis, but it doesn't hit quite the same because you're, you're not, there's just still a, it still feels part of the show too much to where it's like, Oh, they're in the arena. Oh, they're, you know, it's like, okay, like, that make, you know, whereas, like, with, that works when the NBA's in the playoffs. Because, you know, they're live from the playoffs. Well, I'm not getting that, I'm not getting that analysis before the show. There's no pre-show, like, analysis of, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, this this is who's wrestling tonight. Hey, how do you think, how do you think Seth Rollins matches up tonight against Matt Riddle? You know, well, like, you know, hey, they've wrestled a couple times. Seth Rollins got the better of them, but Matt Riddle is motivated. I think Matt Riddle, like, because there's just aspects to it where I think it requires more thought than people are willing to put in. I'm willing to put, hey, WWE, I'm willing to put that thought in. I'm willing to sit here and be like, all right, cool. Uh, hey, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt Riddle's, uh, he, you know, he's, he's got uh, uh, a, he's got, <laughs> he's got a 60% D, he's got a, he ranks 20th in DVOA, uh, you know, and just come up with some bullshit. Just be like, hey, I made up these fake numbers. Fuck, I'll just get 538 to make me up some numbers. They love making up numbers for no reason. Be like, hey, can we can you go watch some wrestling, make up some n- fake numbers here, right? Um, you know, make up make up Sid, you know, whatever. I don't care what it may, you know, what does Raptor mean? It means nothing. Okay, cool. EFS <laughs> yeah, WWE. Yeah. That's what WWE needs. More numbers. Uh, uh, CJ. Advanced stats. <laughs> yeah, advanced stats. We're really... The num- the nerds have yet not gotten to pro wrestling, and that's making me upset. We need the nerds to ruin pro wrestling, too. They've, they've, yes. they've ruined everything but but pro wrestling. Um, CJ, final thoughts on the dork side of the ring tonight, today, this week, this moment. Uh, uh, about the match? About the whole time, the whole two hours we've been hanging out. Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts of those. It's been a good time, man. Like we were really, we were really riffing today. We were really flowing tonight. That's oh, yeah. We made fun of the. What did you say, Chuck? They had the Noah's Ark in there. I that yeah, one. Yeah, Noah's Ark. Everything Noah's... from the meat mountain to the match. The say three little Vince, three, three little pigs. <laughs> we really covered it all. Yeah. Shout out to. At least Chris Paul's making me eat a meat mountain. Uh, he... <laughs> Keystone, what about you? Uh, sum up your time on the dork side of the ring this week. Yeah, um, always has always a lot of fun. Uh, learned a lot. I think it's just one of those things where wrestling has been around for so long. 
every time I start talking about it with someone, more and more memories come back to me. And more and more things that you're like, wow, I could have swore that was a sick fever dream. Uh, but but it really wasn't. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you just with the story. Uh, every so often I'll talk about wrestling with someone and be thinking, like, yeah, you know, my dad and I used to watch it all the time. It used to be so much fun. And then the concept of a brawn panties match will flash into my head. <laughs> and, I'll think, and, I, and, and I'll think about how my father and I would just watch that on, like, a Monday night. My mom would walk in the room and just like stare at the screen and just really wonder what the hell was going on and then kind of give us a look and walk out. And I'm thinking about that now and I'm like, that should have not been allowed. I, I don't know how that was allowed to air. Uh, and that probably can explain some things about my life. So that's, that's all I'll say about, about Wait, wrestling. Yeah. CJ, did you not know those things happened? I did not. Yeah. So the, the object of the match is to strip your opponent down to her bra and her panties. Nothing more needs to be said. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's existed. Yeah. Um, Are they so... bringing this back? Like... <laughs> no. Absolutely have, not. <laughs> absolutely. And for good reason. For good reason. Yeah, sure... obviously. Yeah, no. I, I'm just imagining, like, you, you're basically watching softcore porn with your dad. Like, that's yeah. what you're... <laughs> that's... Just kind of being like, all right, we're here, I guess. This is what, son, this is what men do. We watch women <laughs> strip each other in front of 12,000 people on national television. Uh, the 90s and li- early 2000s just just boy like i don't Anything i'm goes, sure okay. i'm sure there's been other time periods that relative to their other uh you know time spans have been outrageous and like uh, fighting back but like technology the way with where technology was like i'm sure like the 69 like you know the, the hippies and everything like that was like oh man like you know, that was a wild, like, just rebellion of of a generation. And then, but that, bro, we were, they were showing titties on, on, like, cable access television, Jerry Springer type shows. Jerry Springer, like, gave all, like, sp- like gave birth to 17,000 spinoff shows. Jerry, you know, I'm blaming Jerry Springer for, for the podcast, uh, pand- you know, pandemic that's going on. It's Jerry Springer's fault that we're having people uh, talk about how they just want to eat f- steak and watch football. I can definitely see the pipeline, man. Definitely you know, that's that. It's Jerry Springer's fault. He will he will pay for his crimes. Uh, I don't disagree. So. <laughs> uh, I still can't believe that they did a KKK episode and like that was normal. Um, it's just a wild to me. It's the only, that one sticks out to my head because I didn't know that the KKK had different kind of cloths for different things when I learned that. Um, I've learned too much about the KKK. Right yeah, now. yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Boy, man, how do we? I, I, I didn't intend to, but that I made two circle backs to comments, both with the the podcasting comment and we talked about David Duke Jr. Uh, not, not, not that David Duke Jr. Uh, we talked about the basketball mind, player, you know? <laughs> David David Duke, the basketball player. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they ate. CJ Kista, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Kista, one last time, plug plug what you plug anything you would like to plug, including uh, your socials, any causes you would like to bring awareness to. The floor is yours. Yeah, um, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter if you want, Kista one zero one. My Twitter avatar is Tales from Sonic the Hedgehog smoking a cigarette. In case you don't know which account I am, um, I haven't tweeted in like a couple of years, but. I have some nonsense on there that you can read through. Um, 
uh, Grum, as always, it was a pleasure being on here. Things to plug or causes. Um, I mean, I know I probably I don't know if I'll be back on the pod before November, but uh, make sure you, everybody that is registered to vote does your research and gets out to the polls this midterm. Uh, I'm not going to make any grand speeches, but please use your right as best as you can. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah, this is this episode should actually pro, this pro, you know what that's timely i think this episode comes out the day before election day perfect um election day is what the eighth right or is it the 15th it's one of those two days but either way it's like it, it's within a week of election day so yes uh please uh if you're registered uh and if you're not see if you can get registered uh, in, a, in in your in your county in your your home uh and Use your, use your, uh, your right to vote. Because, sure, the vote, vote, voting is one part of change. It's one part. It's not the big, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a notable part. And, uh, we all need to do it. We all need to do it. CJ, what about you? Things to plug, causes, uh, anything you, any promotional stuff you would like to plug as well? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at CJ5299. Uh, as far as causes go, I just want to say we got some homies down in Florida who are definitely going to be needing our help. Whether you got some funds you can send to them, which I don't know what exactly they have set up for them right now, but I know that there's going to be tons of ways that we can help them get get some help down there, whether it's for donating your time or donating some money or just Donate some care goods, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got sure. to say that. A lot of people affected by Hurricane Ian as we're recording this. Who knows? Hurricane season's still still a little ways to go. So um, there might be other ones. Hopefully not, knock on wood. Hopefully Ian yeah. is the worst and the only one. Never know. Especially. Especially, I mean, it's always months before uh no one wants to relocate stuff and and worry about that stuff and then go oh hey we have to host thanksgiving or a uh, holiday dinner and whatnot uh thinking of those people vote get get out register to vote since you know send what you can thoughts uh if you can some money some care packages canned foods non-perishables clothes uh to people affected by the hurricanes hurricane season uh thank you guys for coming on i appreciate it It it's a good time thanks of course always always. the first half absolutely first half was nothing about pro wrestling at all second half (laughs) and i blame my computer for dying so that's probably why but hey it was a good good time good great time and i can't wait to get you guys back on the podcast yeah man whenever you're ready take care Thank you, CJ. Thank you, Kista, for coming on again, being great guests, and having a fun discussion around a very weird, weird topic. Yeah, I still can't get over CJ. Like, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, fun, fun episode. It, this week, next week's episode, also fun. We've got myself, Hob, and Nisus talking about <laughs> talking about several things. I was looking at the calendar and in professional wrestling history for november i was like dang what happened in november uh that can do it and i was like oh 1999 stone cold steve austin gets hit by a car 
but I can't just do that. I got to do everything, right? So we got Stone Cold Steve Austin getting hit by a car, Rikishi saying he done did it, and we've got the match at no mercy between Rikishi and Stone Cold. Absolutely uh, a blast. I forgot how ridiculous it got and the fact that uh, basically like Rikishi became like, this is just <laughs> a bad man. I love this song. It's not a good song. Bad man. Uh, the bad man before uh, John Cena's bad, bad man. <laughs> Which when we were sitting there, we're like, wow, all right. Uh, imagine Rikishi coming out to John Cena's bad man. <laughs> My brother's maybe listening to this going like, you know, it's very funny because we both enjoyed Anyways, yeah, we both enjoyed that. Maybe I'll have my brother on at some point for a little dork side uh, fun stuff. But fun episode. That's next week's episode. This week's episode wrapped up. No cost November. Again, if you aren't already and you're interested in what goes on on the Patreon, this is a great month for you because everything posted to the patron is free. You get to watch all the watch along. You get to watch all the exclusive episodes. You get to get all the behind-the-scenes look. Everything that you heart, your heart could desire from the patron is available this month, and this month only for free. But I suggest you also throw some money because you get to see what it would be next month, and all the money we make this month will be going to the Philadelphia Black Giving Circle. You can go to phillyblackgiving.org, and you can see... All what they're working on is a not it is a group dedicated to helping black-led nonprofits in the Philadelphia, the greater Philadelphia area, getting the resources that they need to achieve their to achieve their missions and, and help their causes. That's phillyblackgiving.org. Check them out. I, 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 I got no, go check them out. Support them. They're doing great work. Uh, next week, myself, Hob, Nieses, talking about the Stone Cold getting hit by a car. Uh, in the words of Bruce Pritchard, uh, they hit that motherfucker with a car. That's it. Next week, here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Follow us at, at Dork Side Ring on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow us. Uh, follow me at I Am Grum. You can also uh, support TV. Is how you get to the Patreon. I should. I, I'm. I'm doing this. I don't know what's going on. My brain is just focusing on this. The fungus on this tree outside my car. It's fascinating to look at. But also, it's just fungus. But anyways, uh, support.grum.tv. You can go dorkside.tv for all the links. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Speaking of favorite podcasting platforms, go leave us a review. Five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out, and I appreciate it. Uh, And uh, that's it. Yeah, next week's episode, episode 72. We're almost, we're close, we are, we're under 30 episodes. Under 30 episodes to 100. Wild, wild. I'm, hey, look, I'm just glad we've done 72 episodes straight. 72 episodes straight of us taking wrestling less serious so that we can seriously enjoy wrestling more. I'm Grum, I'll see you guys here next week on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Stop.